Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. I strongly believe that there are certain things, keys and tools that have been handed over to us which we are not using. And if you look at the scriptures, you find out that the scripture is full of principles. God, anything God does, he institutes a principle. I don't know. Anything God does, he institutes a principle. Let's quickly go to Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. We are going to prophesy this morning. Somebody say prophesy. We are going to prophesy this morning. And I want you to do this quite often. Ezekiel 37. I want to read verse 1. And the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he sent me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. I'm reading from the NIV version. And he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you, you alone know. Now, verse 4 is where I want us to take particular interest in. It's important. Well, let's look at verse 4. That's the, where the principle is. Verse 4, and he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them. So God said, prophesy to these bones. Now, he didn't just say prophesy, but he told him what he was going to say. So prophecy, the definition of prophecy is what I'm going to give you here. He says, so to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tenders to you and make, you, and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and I will come and will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So look at verse 7. So I prophesied as I was what? Commanded. So he began to say the things that the Lord said he should say as he was commanded. Now look at what happened. As I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and the flesh appeared on them and skin covered them but there was no breath in them praise god and he said to me prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man and he said to it this is what the sovereign lord says come breath from the four winds and breath in and breathe into this slain that they may live so i prophesied as i was commanded and the breath entered them, they came to life and stood up 
on their feet a vast army. Praise the Lord. Now from verse 4 to verse 10 is very strategic. The Lord told him to prophesy and he told him what he should say. It was when he began to say those things that the miracle happened. Now what is prophecy? Prophecy is when you proclaim. It's when you proclaim and you act on what God says you should say. Prophecy is when you proclaim and you act on what God say you should say. So God told him prophesy. It was what God told him to say that he said. Prophecy is more than foretelling. Prophecy is more than saying, oh, this is what will happen by this time tomorrow. No. Prophecy is you saying what God says you should say. And we are going to demonstrate that this morning. I want us to rise up on our feet briefly. Praise the Lord. So you are going to say what God says you should say. And you are going to say what God has said concerning you. Praise God. I'm going to buttress this scripture. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 18. Praise God. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 41 to 56. We're going to prophesy this morning. What has God said we should say? We're going to say it. 1 Kings chapter... Hallelujah. Are you there? And Elijah said to Ahab, Go, eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. There is the sound of abundance of rain. Praise the Lord. So Elijah was a prophet of God. He's classified as one of the major prophets. He did great things during his time, and he is known for saying things that will come to pass. He was the one that prophesied and said that there shall be no rain for three and a half years and there was no rain and he stood by and it was time to end that drought he was the same person that showed up and said there's going to be abundance of rain praise the lord now listen to this i want you to be very specific in this month of august what is it that you want god to fix what is that miracle that you want to hold claim to? You want to say, God did this for me. It, could, it may not be you per se. It could be a family member. It could be, you know, somewhere, somehow. A need, a need that you are asking God to intervene. Folks who were here yesterday prophesied along these lines. And I want us to do the same this morning. What has God said concerning that situation? Do you understand what I'm saying now? What has God said concerning that situation? For example, if you seek, the Bible says that the chastisement of our iniquity, our sin, and all our issues were upon him. And the Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. So, if you want to prophesy for healing, you are going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I am healed in this month of August. Going forward, I shall not be sick because your word says that Jesus has taken care of everything that has to do with sickness. Are you afraid of something? 
Kingsley was talking about the love of God. That's fine. Are you afraid of something? The Bible says he has not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of sound mind. That is what you have. So basically, we are going to use the word of God as the instrument to proclaim, to say things concerning our lives in this month of August. And that is where the miracle is going to come from. Is somebody with me this morning? Hallelujah. I want you to open your mouth and begin to prof prophesy. As the man began to prophesy, what happened? Flesh began to come to flesh. Things began to happen. And he says, thus says the Lord. This is what the Lord says concerning this situation. In the name of Jesus, I am speaking because God says I should speak. The Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was made poor so that we through his poverty will be rich. Therefore, if the Bible says that Jesus was made poor, it means that you have no right to be poor. If you are poor, po poverty is lack. When you are stranded, when you want to do something, you cannot do it. It's not only poverty of money that we are talking about. We are talking about ability, capacity. A lot of people are poor in terms of capacity. Your responsibility, you cannot perform. It may not be money only. You are poor when you cannot respond to demand. That's the word. You are poor when you cannot what? You cannot respond to responsibility. You cannot respond to demand. So whatever area that you are lacking, whatever area that you are not experiencing abundance of rain, begin to say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in this month of August, I am going to experience abundance of rain in the name of Jesus Christ. Bakapa yeke inka 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 la baba leketo Wherever it is, it is in the area of interpersonal relationship. You are always having issues with people. You need abundance of rain in areas of relationship. It's in the area of, of business. You are always failing when it comes to business enterprise. You have made losses upon losses. Today, there is going to be deliverance in the house. And going forward in this month of August, you will go into business and you will reap abundance of rain. In the name of Jesus Christ. Who is he that has been walking like elephant and you are eating like ants? That is, the proceeds does not, is not commensurate with the effort you are putting in. Listen, in this month, you are going to speak the word of the Lord to that situation. Say, in the name of Jesus I shall overcome. I have overcome. I am an overcomer. I shall overcome. I have overcome. I am an overcomer. In the name of Jesus. I hear somebody saying, Anytime I want to strike a deal, as the deal is about to materialize and hit fruition so that I will be happy, something drastic will not happen and the deal will be scattered. In this month of August, that is not your portion. It shall not happen in the name of Jesus. In short, deals shall be following you. 
because the bible says the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places the lines will fall onto you in pleasant places in this month of august in the name of jesus i hear the sound of abundance of rain 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 i hear the sound of heavy rain 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 i hear the sound of plenty open your mouth and begin to pray the bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the lord faith one of the ways to activate faith is when you speak forth from your mouth you speak it forth faith comes by activation faith is when you say it and when you do it begin to say with your mouth this is my month of victory the bible says nay in all things i am more than conqueror i don't need to struggle i don't need to sweat because grace has paid it all therefore there is an intervention already grace has gone forth and has paid the price the price for struggle the price for everything i need to impute and invest in grace has done it it's my season of rejoicing i am going to rejoice because i am going to harvest it's time to harvest in the name of jesus i hear the sound of abundance of rain rain is falling on me hallelujah i am feeling it i receive it i am running with it i am living in abundance in the name of jesus poverty is gone poverty is gone i am not poor i am rich what is riches riches is when you have more than enough not only for yourself but to distribute a lot of you have rich knowledge so wealthy you are so wealthy in knowledge that is rich that means you are rich that part of riches riches is not only money it's not only gold and precious you know um, 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 uh, 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 materials or metals as the case may be riches is when you have more than enough to share god is taking you to a realm where you will share not a realm when you will be lacking behind say this with me i am living in abundance i am not living in poverty anymore jesus was made poor so that i will have abundance i have abundance in jesus name in this month of august i will share testimonies of miracles of abundance of plenty in the name of jesus give your neighbor a high five and have your seat this morning give your neighbor a high five and say the lord is good the lord is good the lord is good hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord if you hear your name just come forward where's tega tega please come okay then tega yes orubu come gabriel where's gabriel winner Where's Gabriel? Great. I need one more person. Where's Grace? Grace, come. Grace Uwala. Okay, so that's fine. 
These guys had a wonderful time at Megacon, right? God bless you. So they are the ones that will be preaching this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They are ministers. They are ministers of the gospel. And they enjoy themselves so well. I didn't give them any pre-notice. It's deliberate because I wanted to... The Bible says we are able ministers. Anytime, any day, you are ready to dish out the word. So I'm going to give them the mic. You have maximum of... Um, 10 minutes, maximum, I said, to share with us. You want to get his notes? Yes, you have maximum of 10 minutes to share with us what you learned and how God blessed your life during uh, the Megacon experience. Uh, Megacon happened from Monday. Megacon happened on Monday 24th. We were there on that Monday all through Sunday um, 30th. Right. So um, the, the delegates came in on Thursday and they were richly blessed. And um, in short, the word, the word started that Thursday morning and they experienced it wholly and fully. So I'm going to give them the mic. They're going to share with us in 10 minutes. So maximum, if you can do five, that's fine. But share with us your experience, the word of God, how he blessed you and every other thing that you want to say, as long as we're going to be blessed. Please, I want you to listen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. Amen. Okay, um, it was a whole lot. Megacon experience was a whole lot. And uh, we we're richly blessed, like Reverend mentioned. I believe most of us uh, joined us online via YouTube or DSTV um, channels and you could see exactly what happened in the conference or in the convention as it were. I'm going to read a scripture and then um, I'm going to try and uh, lay emphasis on what that scripture says and uh, I think my time will be up by that time. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Alright, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Hebrews. Alright. Hebrews 13 verse 8. Hebrews 13, verse 8. Scripture says, um, thank you. I'll read from KJB and then we'll look at other translations. It says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. One of the major things I know I learned from the conference is that a lot of believers, a lot of believers have this mindset that, you know, back in the days we used to do this, we used to do that. But what scripture make us understand in Hebrews 13 verse 8, he said the same Jesus that was experienced before in the past is the same Jesus that is available today. And the power that was in Christ in the past is the same power that is in you because you now carry Christ. Amen. So as many who think that, okay, the power that was rested on our archbishop in the past is more than enough at that time only. We're missing it because the power that we have is so much more. Praise God. The power that we have is so much more, is so, so, so much more available to us to do that which God wants us to do in this present time and age. Praise the Lord. 
So don't look at what you've done in the past. What has happened has happened. Your experience with, the work, with, with your work in, uh, with God and in God in the past should be able to build you up to more manifestations of the power of God in today's age and time. Praise the Lord. So what God did through Archbishop um, Benson Idaosa is so much more available to do it through you today. Hallelujah. And that's why when pastor started the service, you know, he said we should stand up and then start prophesying. Because why? Prophecies is saying what God wants us to say. And what God wants us to say is not just in the past. It's always continuous. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise so we'll keep speaking that word and we'll keep seeing the manifestation of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Another thing I want us to talk about is, let me quickly look at the scripture and then we'll, we'll read it together and then we'll, I will explain further. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah, All right. Go ahead. Praise God. <laughs> All right. Luke 5 verse 17. Luke 5 17. Yes. Okay. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there are Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which we had come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. This is another thing I want us to take home this, uh, this morning from what I personally experienced at Megacon. There were a series of testimonies of healing during Megacon. And if there is anything we must come to um, in agreement with is that whenever we hear God's word being preached on the pulpit, it must not be targeted at a particular thing for you to receive that thing. God's word is available. Scripture says, scripture citing here, it said there was power to heal. If it was to be another writer that would actually, actually talk about this same scripture, it could say there was power to deliver. So God's power is not limited to just healing. God's power is not limited to just wealth. God's power is available for every area of our life. And as believers, we must hold on to that and be able to run with it. That wherever we hear God's word, it's available to be a blessing to every area of our life. Praise the Lord. Amen. I just want to drop God it bless there. You. Amen. Amen. We are richly blessed by that word. Thank you, sir. We are richly blessed by that word. Uh, a very quick take out. The same power that worked in the lives of the apostles and the life of great men who have graced this earth, that same power is as working us. And the scripture actually says that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. It is the glory that matters. In short, the old temple had all the splendor. It was built with gold. But the Bible says the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than that one that was built in gold. So Jesus Christ said, occupy till I come. So go forth and express the glory of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wina is like you are ready. This is Wina. A lot of you may not know her, but she has actually been in church now for a while. She's a wonderful woman of God. God bless you. So Wina, go ahead. Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, um... So one of the things I learned during Megacorn, um, during the preaching of um, Bishop Michael Conquers, yes. was that 
we should accept the goodness of God bestowed upon us and that God has fought the battles and we should enjoy the spoils. So um, there was one of the, there was one Bible verse that, you know, kept repeating itself during the whole time of um, Megacon, which is, um, sorry, that was um, 2 Samuel 9 verse 1, where, where David said, and David said, is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And that part, you know, they kept talking about that part that God has done it for us, right? And he has paid the price for us, right? And that um, whenever God wants to bless us, it's not, by, it's not because of anything that we've done or by our own power. And there was also another part where they said, um, where he talked about when, when Adam committed the sin, Adam and Eve, where they ate the fruits, and, you know, God came to fellowship with them. God had already known that he had fallen, but God still came to fellowship with them. And when, you know, God asked him, Adam, where are you? And he said, oh, I'm naked, I'm hiding. And the next thing God said was, who told you so? So sometimes when things happen to us, we listen to the voices or to what the enemy says and who told us that we are failures, right? Who told us that we cannot be prosperous or who told us that we cannot have children or who told us that we cannot be who God says we are, right? We listen to other, to other voices and make judgments when God hasn't said so. Um, so that, like I said, he said, Adam hid because he sinned. God still came for fellowship. So it says, even when you fall into sin, your stand with God does not change. So our stand with God does not change and only God can speak and say the truth to us the other voices tell us lies. So in whatever we do, let us open our ears and listen to the voice of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Winner, that was superb. Can we clap for her? Let's clap for her. It's not something unspiritual to clap. Yes. Two things that she said, which is very, very remarkable. Number one, when David asked, is there someone in the house of Saul that I can show kindness? Because of Jonathan's sake. Jonathan and David were friends. But Jonathan and Saul, they were not great friends. They were not friends. But because of Jonathan's sake, he wanted to show somebody kindness. He wanted to show love. And they told him, Jonathan had a son. His name is Mephibosheth. And he said, go and fetch him. And they brought him. When they brought him, to call the long story short, Mephibosheth began to eat on the king's table. And now Mephibosheth was lame from his, you know, he wasn't lame from the womb, but when they were running away, the maid dropped him and he got crippled. His limbs were affected. I think I've preached something about Mephibosheth here some time back. That's what grace does to us. Grace takes you and places you to dine with the king, which is Christ Jesus, irrespective of your weakness. Grace does not concentrate on your weakness. What grace does is to offer you what he has to offer you. What does he have to offer you? Goodness, mercy prosperity, love. That's what grace has to offer you. Grace will not say, oh, you are weak in this area, therefore you are not qualified to enjoy 
this. Mephibosheth was lame. The king did not say, you are not qualified to wine and dine with me. That's exactly what grace does. So from what she's saying, that is a typical message of grace. Hallelujah. Did you understand that? And the second thing she mentioned, which is very remarkable, when Adam sinned, God still showed up. Your sin does not stop God from appearing in your life. I was hearing a story about how a lady did something so terrible, and because of that, she didn't want to come to church anymore. And somebody spoke to her, and she came to church. You know, most times when we fall short of the glory of the Lord, let me use that word, we run away from God. But the fallacy that we've heard from time immemorial is that once you fall short, what happens is that God leaves you. God never leaves you. In short, he gets closer to you. That is the moment he knows you need him more. That's a powerful message of grace. Thank you so much. I was tremendously blessed. Hallelujah. Gabriel, come. Gabriel is a man of God. Look at his suits. Hallelujah. Apostle Gabriel, let's hear from you. God bless you. Praise God. Um, okay, uh, I will start from um, Bishop, uh, Bishop Feb's uh, message. Okay, it's, it was trying to explain um, the message of um, the grace message. And um, it started with uh, Adam, and he said, uh, said at times that we think we've messed up, we've done a lot of things that God, God is not going to show up, and, but God did something different when uh, he came to Adam. Adam was, uh, went to hiding because um, he thought that God is fallen because of the commandment that was given to him. But God did something different. God still came to him and... Uh, and even at everything, God didn't cost Adam. God never cost Adam. But instead, God decided to cause the ground for Adam's sake. But he never placed any cost on Adam because Adam still remains his image and was created in his image. And God cannot cause himself. And God is, um, he was trying to explain that God has never um, cost us from even uh, when Adam fell. God decides what caused the ground instead of Adam's um, instead of Adam, and he also said something like, um, "When God ask ask any quest, ask us questions, he always wants to know our opinion of Him, not our opinion of ourselves. What we think of ourselves is how He thinks about us that He wants to hear. Because most times you want to see that okay, uh, I've done this, I've done that. You start saying the say, start saying those things because you think." That is your state. But that's not the state God is seeing. God is seeing the person he created. God is seeing the image, his image in you. And God, has, God is seeing that um, those, uh, the gifts and everything he has placed in you, th those are the things he wants to hear when he, when he calls you, when he, asks, when he asks questions. When you ask a question about you, those are the things he wants to hear when he calls you. And um, let me go to Bishop Michael Kunkwa. He said, accept God's grace, uh, accept the grace of God and believe in him. Because most times we, we refuse to accept what God has done for us rather than we think of the things that God has not done. 
we are thinking of the uh, mistakes we have done and we refuse to say, okay, I've done this and that and I'm not qualified to get this blessing. I'm not qualified to. A lot of people have, uh, maybe you have passed through, you've gone through things like maybe you've done maybe abortions or whatever. You just think that you don't deserve a particular blessing. People say this, I don't think I deserve this, but God is, uh, God is seen beyond that. God has done, he has done everything on you just for you to take. You don't have to go, you don't have to struggle to get a particular blessing because he has done everything that you need in this life and beyond. Thank you. Wow. That was full of rhema. Praise the Lord, Pastor Gabriel. Hallelujah. I, I love what he said. You know, a lot of us feel that we do not qualify for God's blessings. And you see, I, it's a mentality thing until we are able to deal with it. We are able to deal with it. You know, when I was talking about the real deal, I talked about the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, your blessings are hinged on conditions. But in the New Testament, your blessings are hinged on Christ. And where he was trying to explain, when Bishop Feb was preaching, in short, the message that went viral. Remember the message that went viral? Who is your guy? And he sang that song. The thief on the cross. Jesus told him, tonight you will be with me, or today you will be with me in paradise. And so the illustration was that he got to the gates of heaven and the angel would have asked him, where are you coming from? I said, I don't know. I met somebody on the cross who says I should come here. Who is the person? Christ. So we need to have the mentality of the New Testament. That's very important. Say with me, I have the mentality of the New Testament. And Jesus is my main G. Hallelujah. Jesus is my guy. It's not about what I have done. It's not about who I am. It's not about my status. It's not about my weakness. It's about who is my guy. And Jesus is my guy. Praise the Lord. We have more. Okay, Grace. After Grace. Who is? Uh, okay, I think after Grace, we will cap it up. Yes. God bless you. Welcome, Grace. I know a lot of you might not know Grace, but Grace has been in church. She's very quiet. She likes to sit in that corner. So I enjoyed myself in Megacon. And um, when we got there, most of the, most of the ministers, they talked about um, benefit of the cross. It was all centered on the cross. And um, according to Bishop Oyedepo, he also spoke something about um, benefit of the cross. And one of the things he said, he said, God gave his only son, Jesus, to die for us. He said, the cross of Christ is worth it and it's a short thing. So as believers, we are called to serve in God's vineyard. And as believers, we are called to serve in God's vineyard. It's not for sure of. It's not for sure, but each and every one of us, we are all called to serve in God's vineyard. 
And he said the cross of Christ is a short thing for every one of us. He said we have been empowered in the kingdom. We have been empowered in the kingdom to serve. Praise God. So if you forget anything, don't forget the benefit of the cross. Cross, the, uh, Jesus has given, or sorry, like say God has given his only son. He has given his only son to die for us. So if you are thinking of anything, if you are way down, just remember the cross. The cross is everything for us. If you are lacking anything, just remember what God did on the cross. And the cross is like a fulfillment for each and every one of us. Praise God. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you. We got it very well. That was spot on. Hallelujah. The theme of Megacom is actually, or was actually, focused on Christ to enjoy the benefits of the cross. So all the messages was tailored towards the cross. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed so far? Have you been blessed? So if I call you now, 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 to come and tell me what you have learned, you can deliver. Hmm? Somebody can tell me what he or she has learned. Who can come and share with me what you've learned this morning from these four speakers? In two minutes, what you've learned. Okay, today, quickly. In two minutes. Focus on Christ to enjoy the benefits of the cross. Praise the Lord. Um, I got two things this morning, and the first thing is that the same Jesus Christ who was 2,000 or 3,000 years ago that did all those miracles is to the same Jesus right now. So he can do anything. If he did it before, he will do it again. Then the second thing is the cross. Actually, like that, that girl said, when you focus on, on, on the cross, whatever situations that you may be going through, You'll always have a breakthrough. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. Pastor Kingsley, please come. Hallelujah. So Pastor Kingsley, we just cap up and um, we'll take our offerings. Hallelujah. Pastor Kingsley. <laughs> Pastor Kingsley, just you know, put everything together, cap up and you know, let's be blessed by your message. God bless you, sir. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Who is blessed this morning? Who is blessed this morning? Are you blessed this morning? Tell somebody, say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed. It's not a controversy. I'm blessed. I'm a blessed man. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Praise God. Praise the Lord. You know, you know for me, Megacon was, was an experience. We had Megacon and we had Megacon... Uh, uh, what I call it now, Megacon Pro Max, yes. <laughs> so for those that know, if you know, you know. Anyway, but, but it, was, it was awesome, it was an awesome experience because um, looking at the different messages, it was as if every preacher that came around was just taking it from one level of glory to another level of glory. You know, Christ, Jesus has done everything that you can ever need. See, you know, uh, uh, there's no prayer you will pray now that uh, will move God. God, does not, God. God is not doing anything again. Bible says that even before the foundation of the earth, everything has been completed. Which means, means Jesus came and perfected everything. Do you understand? So, so when we say the benefit of the cross, we are saying 
what are the things that as Christians we'll be given the right of access to? So the question is, do you know those things that God has given you? When I was praying, when I said, I said Paul was telling the Philippian church, he told them that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So, so, so if the scripture was written by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, am I correct? Which means every word that was written in the scripture was, was intentional. It was not just a flippant statement. So when, when Paul was saying that, um, that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, it means that those blessings we are captured are captured right now in spiritual places. They cannot be captured in the earth realm because the earth realm is full of sin and corruption. So my responsibility as a Christian from everything that was done in Mega is number one, first and foremost, I should have a position. There's a position I must maintain as a Christian and that position is number one. Everything has been finished in Christ. Do you know what I'm talking about? Everything has been, which means there's nothing I'm supposed to do again. The only thing I'm to do right now is number one, believe. I believe, I take a position, I believe, and I speak. Praise God. Praise God. What are the benefits? Health, good health, prosper, everything you can name. You know, Bishop Oyedipo made this, was that a preacher? For me, you know, you know, let me tell you the truth. When we were at Megacon, as the preachers were preaching, I was telling, um, who was sitting beside me? Pastor Oye, I said, Pastor Oye, everything they talk now, now we know they talk for church for instance. Am I correct? You should short. When, when Bishop Okoko said, he started using the word real deal. We started shouting, real deal, real deal, because we just had a series, real deal, last, last month. And everything the preachers talk, talked about was everything that was captured on Megacon. Do you understand? But, but for me, the crowning part of Megacon was when Bishop Oyedipo came because he took it on that dimension, which I'm going to explain to you. Because sometimes a lot of Christians will live in the dimension of the finished work of Christ, but we still suffer in penury. Christ has done everything. But see, you see, Christ has given you everything. We, yeah, he has done it. Yes, I have everything in Christ. But why am I still poor? Why am I still struggling with health? Why, should, why do I still have pains in my stomach? Why is it I'm not able to give birth? Why Christ? But Christ has done everything. So you will find that Christians are struggling with the reality of the word of God and our personal experience. What is the connective factor? What brings these two worlds together? There are two different worlds. Our experiences and the reality of the word of God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm taking you somewhere. So a lot of times, Christ has done everything he has done. Jesus is now sitting on the throne. By the right hand of God. He's not doing anything again. God, is, God has never left his throne. He can't do anything. He's just there. And Jesus, God is saying, I have given the earth to man. To man. He gave the earth to man. So to have dominion. He said, let us create a man in our own image. To have dominion. To dominate the earth. Not to dominate man. To dominate the earth. Which means it's our responsibility to dominate circumstances. Do you understand? So when the circumstances come to you, when the challenge comes to you, that's not the time to stand on the way. Ah, ah, oh, an opportunity has come. Just like David, what did he so good at? When David so good at, he saw an opportunity. He said, oh, 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 this man, I'm going to bring this man down. Because number one, if I bring, he said, first of all, he asked, what is, going to, what is the king going to give to the man who brings this man? So David was interested in the reward. Do you understand? So because David, when David knew about the reward, oh, the family will not be paying tax again. Oh, fantastic. I think the one that interested me, okay, the king is going to give the winner, the conqueror, his daughter, I'm sure that one, that one interested David because David like women. We, we all know her, am I correct? And he was interested. That was, but really, sincerely, that was not even what motivated. What motivated was the fact that this man, this man called this uncircumcised Philistines insulted the God of Israel. So let me ask you a question. What challenges you as a Christian? When a challenge comes to you, it's an insult on the gospel that has been preached to you. Today you rest and say, no, I'm tired. I come tired of this sickness. So why should this sickness always insult me? That sickness is like Goliath telling you, what can you do? 
You have heard the gospel in church for him. Hey, I've come, I've come now. Will tell me what can you do? That, that when sickness comes to you, that's what he's telling you. When the poverty comes to you, that's what the poverty is telling you. When challenges come to you, that's what they're telling you. They're like Goliaths. The sickness that comes to you, the challenges that come to you, they're like Goliath that comes to challenge your faith. The gospel has been preached to you. So what are you going to tell that Goliath? What are you going to tell him? This is how to win. I will share with you what Bishop Willekwa said. Revelation chapter 5 verse 12. Because it's necessary we come into a dimension of our reality in the gospel, our reality as Christians, so that we don't we don't live on earth as if we are pagans. We don't live on earth as if we are we are we are we are children that have no father. We have we have a father. Do you understand? Have you seen a child who does not have they don't have parents? Their parents died. They are like most of them. If not, if if God does not help them, or there is no mentor. I mean, there's no, so no father figure around that, that helps them. A lot of them are in disarray. They don't know what to do because they're confused. We are not confused. We are not disadvantaged. I'll, I will share with you what Bishop Bodegbo, what he called the seven wonders of the cross. Seven wonders of the cross. Okay, fantastic. 5 verse 12. Revelations 5 verse 12. Revelations 5 verse 12. I want to see King James. Five verse my twelve. Okay, twelve. All right, fantastic. Saying with a loud voice, this was a revelation by John. He said, "Saying with a loud voice, he said, Worthy is the lamp that was slain to receive.' Listen, he said, There are seven wonders of the cross, seven. He named the seven, which means when Jesus died, when he was buried, and when he resurrected, he delivered unto us seven virtues. And the Christian life is supposed to capture the realities of these seven virtues. It's number one, power. Power. Number two, what is what, what's that? Riches. Number three, what's that? Number four, what's that? Five. Six. Seven. Outside the seven thing, what else do you want? If God was to endure you with this, what else will you ask for? Ask yourself, what else am I going to ask for? If God was to endure me with power, with riches, with wisdom, with strength, honor, glory. So what else am I going to ask for? He said, you know, said, these seven virtues, he said, they are treasures. They are treasures. And there's no treasure that is found on the streets. Which means if you're looking for gold, uranium, or whatever, it's not found on the streets of Lagos. They are hidden down deep. Which means every treasure, every treasure has a store. And for you to have access to that store, there's a key. Am I correct? Are we, are we, are we agreeing? If you don't agree, say, I don't agree. Okay, I agree. So which means to every treasure, there's a key. He now said, okay, this treasure, this virtue was given to us. What the Bible said, the Bible said we have a right of access to them, which means, the right of access means, Nigeria, we have um, oil. Am I correct, Nigeria? The government has a right of access to oil. But if government is free to do anything, are we going to have petrol? The government must do what? Do, must do something. Which means, even though we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings, in power, in riches, in wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessings, there is something called the key of access. And people say, he has given us the key. But the question is, yes, he has given us the key. He said, he said, he said and I will give the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you will lose. He did not say, and I've given you the keys of the kingdom, and you remain quiet. There is a binding and there is a loose that must be done by you, not by him. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Do you understand? Which means, it's my responsibility to take the key. I'll say, okay, I want power. What do I want in power? There's a key to power. When I understand that key, I unlock 
the treasure of power and I take power. And he said the key to power is, he said, you cannot, I've been listening to a message on power. He said, when it comes to power, working in the manifestation of power, without fasting and prayer, forget them. Everything is not fasting and prayer in the kingdom, but when it comes to power, manifestation of power, without fasting and prayer, nothing. Bible said that Jesus was filled in the spirit. Jesus, he was the word of God himself. He was, Jesus was the word in flesh. Bible said he was what the word made flesh. And Bible said after he was baptized in Jordan, he was the spirit of God came upon him. And what did Peter, what did, what did Peter of God cause him to do? He looked up before. He caused him to go to the wilderness. And for 40 days, he was fasting. How come Jesus, the word himself, the Holy Ghost came upon him as in his the Bible said, like in the form of a dove. And he did not just run into ministry. No, no. That was that was a, a part needed to play. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know I'm inside you. I know you are the word of God, but I'm going to drive you into a place where you have to wait for me. Jesus was the word of God. He taught the apostle for three and a half years. Which other preacher would preach like Jesus? You think you have listened to messages? Do you know what it means to be under the tutorial of Jesus for three and a half years? Day to day was this them scripture. And those about him, he said, No, 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 no. I know I taught you so well. I know I gave you the word. I know I gave you a lot of things. I said, well, wait until you are endure the power. Which means there's a power dimension and there's a key to that power dimension. That's number one. Number two, he said riches. I'm not going to preach everything. I'm not trying to explain something to you. So, which means to every of these realities, there's a key. So, as a Christian, you need to understand the key. To unlock these realities in Christ Jesus. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Everything has been given to you, but there's a key. And the key is in His Word. in His Word. So every day I learn the Word of God. And the key is the Word of God that comes to you by revelation. So when the revelation of God comes, you take it. That's like what we'll be doing this morning. We'll be, it is a prayer service, a communion service. What we'll be doing, we'll be taking the different keys. In the realm of our finances, the word of God says, I cannot be broken, I cannot be poor. I take that key, I go into the word of God, and, and I use the key, and I unlock the keys to my prosperity. So, it, no, you see, if you cry from night to tomorrow, God will not do anything. Because he has done everything. What you do is to take the key. Is it for my health? Bible says, by his stripes will be healed. Ah, by his stripes. You say, ah, you sit down by his stripes, I was healed. Which means, it's not we are healed. Isaiah said, we are healed. Isaiah was looking to the future. When Peter looked at Peter looked at, at as pastor, he said, we, we are healed, which means there's no sickness in me. No, my body might be telling me that it's, no, no, there's no sickness because I've been healed. That's the key. When that key comes to your revelation, sickness will go. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He said, the cattle on a thousand hills are mine, which means if the cattle on a thousand hills are mine, that means. And, uh, and God is my God, which means everything that belongs to God belongs to me. Because of the I walk in the realm of I cannot be, I, can, I live in abundance. Praise God. There's so much to talk about this morning. Let me stop so that I don't, I might preach for the next one hour. I'm persuaded that he's already standing. But let me just, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Pastor Kingsley. What we need is a word feast. You know, for us, we'll just be hearing the word of God and decoding and deciphering it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Have you been blessed this morning? Thank you so much. I've been tremendously blessed by the word of God. The word of God is the key that you need to unlock every situation of life. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real, 
influence your world.